0: Thanks once again for joining us on a bunch of cults. Uh my name is Stephen and once again I'm here with uh Reich, um as we talk about your favourite cult heroes from Adaby or to Samora. Uh Rice, how's it going?
1: Yeah, going good, mate, going good. FA Cup finders and stuff too, so let to talk about.
0: Absolutely. And this week it is the we're going to do an FA Cup uh final special where the two teams that we're discussing this week are Arsenal and Chelsea. Um I mm-hmm. picked the Chelsea Cult eleven and you've done Arsenal.
1: Yes, I mean, have indeed my wife's a big uncle fan, as was her daddy and stuff,
0: so made sense, I suppose. Oh, fantastic. My my uh, uncle and my cousin are Chelsea fans, so... There we go. Uh, Worked out lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one thing we're going to do before we get into that is uh, a new feature called Cult Hero of the Week. Uh, we're going to check it in turns and basically have a Cult Hero of the Week. I picked one for this week and You're going to have one next week, and so on and so forth. Um, yep. right. have you ever heard of a player called Kazuyoshi Miura?
1: <laughs> Do you know what? He sounds like something off your other podcast before.
0: <laughs> um, okay. So, he is a, he's a Japanese uh, player. He played 89, he's played 89 times for Japan. Um, at the minute, his club is Yokohama FC. Do you know <laughs> what makes him unique at all?
1: Do you know what? I'm going to guess here now I think of, is this a guy that's like 43
0: 44 it's years of age 50, and he's still playing 53 years of age <laughs> really good. and he's still playing Um, and I, it, it came to me because I had seen a thing they've got promoted to Japan's top league again and right. he's playable in FIFA he's the old will be the oldest player in FIFA next year and that's what got me thinking about this sort of thing because that is that's called that um, is he a striker by any chance? He is a striker. His career totals um so for Japan, for example, he played he's retired from international football for 20 years now. But he played 89 times for Japan <laughs> and scored 55 goals. Um 20 years, Jesus Christ. He's got a in the nineties he spent eight years in a team called Bernie Kawasaki. He put, he played 192 games and scored 100 goals. Um, Jesus Christ! And he's, he's at Yokohama as I said at the minute. Um, and he's played 273 times. Do you want to guess his goal total? How many times has he played? 273 times. Two seven three. I'm gonna go. Say 130 goals. He scored 27 goals.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. I suppose. We'll give him that considering he's he's you know even.
0: Absolutely. But um but even he's he was also considered to be Japan's first real football like superstar. Uh back in and this was before the for me, the one that always pops my head for Japanese footballers was two would be Nakata and Nakamura. But yeah. Um oh, he, was, so. he was the first one. Like there's He's even had, like, anime movies made about him and things like that. Over in Japan, they absolutely worship this guy, for you know, in, the, in his prime. And he also played futsal as well. He did the futsal tournaments and things like that. Jesus, so he's been about for a, a fair bit then, to be fair. Absolutely. So that that's my cult hero for the week. Um, that's the first one, Kazuyoshi Miura. Pretty good one, yeah.
1: For 53, 52 years ago. That's crazy.
0: 53, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's madness. Like it really, really is. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Um, I would say read up on the guy because yeah, Call Tero status definitely. Hundred percent. Looking forward to hearing who you've got next week. As as I said, we we uh, we're not going to tell each other who it's going to be. So I'm looking forward to hearing who you've got for us uh, next week. Definitely.
1: Yes, me. I'll definitely get me. I'll get a look at it. So. Well. Yeah.
0: Brian had to go on but this week so as I said it was epic FK, FK up uh, yesterday um, Arsenal and Chelsea yep. um, did you catch any of the match? or
1: I was actually working on it but I listened to it on the radio and stuff um, but it sounded like a decent game was it? I think I thought personally once Chelsea scored the first goal it would have been game over yeah but it, it didn't happen that way obviously
0: yeah no I, I was the same um, I thought and so it was one of, I didn't catch it either. I was out and about doing shopping and things like that, so I didn't even catch it in the radio or anything. Um but uh I thought sorry one one up a foot now that's it. But then Arsenal came back, fourteenth FA Cup win for them as well. That's um great. and i will put them I think for that, because Arsenal of course they only I think it's like tenth in the league or something, so that'll get them European football if I'm not wrong as yeah, well. I think it's your league, isn't it? Yeah but you're, you're the league, so it's better, you know, big, big, big win for them more than anything. You know. think up final, um, I think it was a big one for Arsenal to be able to get in. the Europe, you know, that's huge for them because they weren't meant to be, you know, they basically not going to be in Europe. But I think as well, trophy in the first season for Mikel Arteta is huge,
1: yeah. I mean, class, it, it, it's unbelievable, and he's such a leg of a character as well. Arteta, uh, yes. you know what, I was kind of glad to see him get it. Ahead of Lampard, I don't know why, but I just I, think that I just don't like Lampard. Yeah, I think I was I like Lampard too, group there, but I just think it's more of an achievement for for our talent in first season. I know that obviously Chelsea had the transfer bar and stuff, but their team still, I suppose on paper, is better than than Arsenal. But I think as well, it's and I know he doesn't play for my team, which is United, but it's it, it's a wee bit of a a card to try and keep up on me at the club. I know it's only Europa League, but it's still European football. And the fact that he is thirty one, you know, he's he's had a bit of success there and he's, he's playing really well for Arsenal. You know, yeah. they're giving him good money. They'll throw more money at him. And if he kind of thinks like, hey, okay, I'm getting a good European football. It's not Champions League. I could be getting good money here. I can see it my career here, and it's still for quite a lot of goals. It'll be good to keep in the Premier League and the watching every week because the man's a scary, scary footballer. I know which has been when he was at Dortmund.
0: Even before then, I remember watching him in the French League and just thinking he was going to be, you know, as good as he is now, even yeah. then.
1: Was he at seven? Yeah? I can't remember? He was, or, yeah.
0: yeah. he went to Dortmund and then the Arsenal.
1: Dortmund have that track record made of just saying
0: players on the cheap, don't they? Yeah, sure. Like look, it, even at Holland's in January, that they got for him. Was,
1: was ridiculous. It was brutal.
0: The fact
1: Cheap, but but again, it's just the way it is. It's they have a ridiculous scouting system, and for some reason they can not, not that Holland had to be scouted, but they're calling players for for great prices, winning stuff, and selling them for even more. It's just yeah. a check record to have, but yeah, I was glad for them And I also think <laughs> this is even be bit bad, but it also makes our season under so scarce sound a bit better. Considering we finished third now, and we we'll were giving Fragland part of this about maybe when they take up Champions League football. But now, yeah. it's just the Champions League football behind us, so <laughs> it's our season's in a bit better than what it actually was, I suppose.
0: Well, I don't think United, I mean, I think they're probably the best team in the lockdown era of football. I think personally, I think the, the lockdown era, you were unbelievable. Yeah, I think we're right.
1: What we're doing is, we're, it seemed to have happened even prior to lockdown, anything that makes a Chelsea drop points, or Leicester, we drop points. Yeah. Whereas previously, under, again, it's, it's kind of cliche to say has been under Ferguson, we were cutthroat, and if somebody slipped up, then we were straight in, straight down their throats. But we're not taking advantage of other teams' dropping points and making mistakes now. We could have had Champions League football sewn up before lockdown. Yeah. But again, we got there eventually, and it's good to see. But I still think one thing that's annoying me at the minute is we're, we're trying to say wingers and strikers, and we don't need to need focus on no. centre half, potentially a keeper. Um, but you know, my thoughts about Romero and stuff there. But again, we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and um, of course, you've got the Europa and the Champions League sort exactly. of month coming up here as well, It's going to be great. Yeah. You know, we could definitely get a couple of episodes of European culture, hero too, which would be good. I bring my yeah, for some folks. Uh, absolutely, because there's uh, there's so many. You know, just even like even players that popped up for one game, and yeah, you know, I mean, even thinking Porto's, you know, year they won up when nobody thought really somebody like Porto could win the Champions League. There's going yeah. to be a few in there as well. Prime you. Absolutely, absolutely. But back to what we were talking about, so yep. what we've done this week is uh, called Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, mm-hmm. So let, since Arsenal were the team that won, I'll let you begin. Um, what is your Arsenal, called eleven?
1: Okay, so mine is it's quite modern, by one or two players. Um, okay. And again, I went for a 4-3-3 this week, so we have broken away from a stereotypical 4-2-2, 4-4-2, sorry. I went yep. the 4-3-3, so, and that's made of stuck between two. Um, and it was Lehman and Chesney, but because Lehman was obviously an invincible and stuff, which is quite a, a feat in itself, um, I suppose he had a really good run up to the Champions League final, by the final for Chesney. Yeah. And the thing that sold it for me, mate, was, so like I was saying the earlier, my wife and her daddy were big, big Arsenal fans. Went to watch them a few times. Um, and I actually went over with them once. His interaction with the fans is unbelievable. He... Like when he makes saves of an Arsenal scores, he, we were at the end. Um and again, I, I don't know what it's called, mate, in the Emirates, but it's it's the end there where the away supporters are. And any time the away supporters did something wrong, or that the away team did something wrong, or made a balls or something, or anytime Arsenal scored, he'd have to the away end and cheer in front of them and stuff and made faces and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Arsenal fans loved him as well. You know, he, he wasn't unbelievable for them, he was quite good. But it was just, I suppose, he couldn't really turn down a move, the Juventus. Especially when kind of Buffon was on his way out. No, but, I thought. Uh, he was number one there for a long time. Now, and he's number one again now. I remember Buffon coming back in a few games. But it's, it's no mean feat, you know, being Juve's number one. Decent police keeper too as well for the international team. But yeah, just for example, some, sure
0: some great keepers, Poland as well, though. Like, that's yeah. one thing they've always...
1: And again, Fabianski it Arsenal around the same time too as yep. like, a second choice. Wasn't great for Arsenal, but since he's went to West Ham, I think he's won their player of the year a couple of years in a row and he's been really, really solid for them. But um, yep. yeah, that's what I appreciate. Just for his kind of behaviour on the pitch and how he winds up the away fans. But whenever, like I say, he interacts with the home fans too during the game, <laughs> when the game's on goal and I've seen it firsthand. So that's what I appreciate. Right. Um. This for right-back made a match for Emmanuel Bue. Started okay. off at Arsenal, had a bit of an up-and-down kind of few games and stuff. He, he was booed off a couple of times, but to his credit, just kind of touched himself back down and, you know, became a pretty solid right-back for him for a few years. Maniac on the pitch, you like to say, when he did kind of become solid, he did have a few erratic games where he was a bit mental and made a few mistakes, but, you know, he endeared himself to the Arsenal fans and, you know, I always remember kind of you know, man's daddy talking about him and her talking about him. I love him because he was just a millionaire, but he was always smiling when he played all the time. And the, the thing for me, the guy he, he went bankrupt a few years ago, he, he had did. a bit of a pretty tough time after he left Galatasaray. Yeah, but I do think now he's potentially back playing football again, he's just retired, but he did get back in state, which is good to see. Absolutely, but it's mad mate, when you think about it that the footballers having the careers that they have can still kind of. The shit can hit the fan. Yeah. If you know what I mean. But I um, yeah, I know he went to Sunderland there, but didn't play any games. But it was always a bit of a cult hero for Arsenal just because of <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of a head case, he could be on and off the pitch. But um yeah, pretty solid player for them too and good guy. So yeah, it was 2017. He told a Sunday that he was poor and homeless due to divorce and bad investments that were under his former wife's control. But um then he came out in 2018, mate. Talk about his own struggles with mental health, which is always, you know, beneficial. And Absolutely. again, if you listen to the Peter Couch podcast this week, they were talking to Prince William about the heads-up FA Cup now, so they've got a mental health kind of um, message in the FA Cup, which is only good to me, which is kind of,
0: you know. Oh, right, okay. I haven't listened to that yet, no. Yeah, I mean, very, very good.
1: Very, very good. One of, one of the best ones I've heard from the Peter Couch podcast, but again, it brings up mental health, which is a massive thing. It's a vaccine in sport where people are kind of afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Um so their half-mate, so I went for, he was a hero for Arsenal, but I put him down for his cult status because of how his move happened. That was so Kimball. Yeah, you had, had to. <laughs> there's not many people that have went from Spurs to Arsenal and have just won, I don't want to say one to the fans, but, you know, became a hero at the other club. Yeah. And, meet, and there's not much more to say about him. He was an like outstanding player. Really good for England. Um, you know, he was part of the golden generation, I suppose. Yeah, he played along for man quite a bit. Um, played a pretty big, big part in O six World Cup, maybe a bit of O two World Cup too. Yeah, but a really good player. And anyone that goes from Spurs to Arsenal, it's like someone go from Liverpool to United or vice versa and stuff. Take balls, and, and he did it the right way. Absolutely. And then went for the BFG, the Arsenal fans call him for Premier Sacker.
0: I love murder soccer. Love murder <laughs> soccer. He gets a hard time for, uh, for Arsenal fans and I, I love him. I really do. But it's,
1: it's weird because he gets a hard time but they still love him. And I yep. think one of the people chat, the other day is one of the only players in FIFA whose pace is in red <laughs> which is messed on <laughs> the about it because he was so slow but again he's a World Cup winner, mate. Um, he is now, I think, part of Arsenal's coaching staff. He takes a couple of underage teams and stuff like that. Oh, right, okay he had a couple of solid games, a couple of solid years for them, a couple of FA Cup wins. Um again, we all know after a couple of years, you know, before Wenger left their defence wasn't great, but it the same the World Cup winner. He he has a World Cup medal, in not he, which you can't complain about. So you can't kinda really push the guy's credentials down too bad. But I, I don't know if he's seen as well, but he, he's he's really big into the Arsenal Arsenal TV, not not the Arsenal fans because they're just blooms. Oh, yeah. He does a bit of comedy for them. I nice mean, hilarious, really funny. He has this he has a sketch? I'm not too sure it's with him. Maybe with but He's talking about Ozzy playing, and he's he's done big. them. doing chippy chippies and reflex, really and it's <laughs> it It's quite funny to listen to. And I'm trying to get to the I mean, He's 35 as well. He's quite
0: young. he You attack quite young. I mean, well, he he had had a Good yeah, career, Peter Bremen as well. 147 appearances.
1: And that's when I was Alexa Bremen had closed the playing for them and stuff. Ozil would have been there. Kadir would have been there. When they were top team. Oh, yeah, Ozil would have been there and stuff. And they were a very, very solid side. But um, yeah, he was there because fans love him. He stayed on the club after. Even though he was ridiculously slow. Decent player. Big length, and Again, he could have been called out for his pace. But he got away with it quite a bit just because he was a decent reader of the game. whatever. Yeah. So about this guy reading reading him and Steve you might know a bit bit, about him but I didn't Steve Morrow right name that doesn't ring a bell at all so he's actually from the north but he was born in Belfast um, oh okay. and he has uh, he has 39 caps for the north he's from 1989 which is uh, decent 40 caps for your country you you can't complain about but absolutely games for Arsenal but the reason why I put him in so I have to find the year and I'm not too sure what it was. It was 19, 93. So he actually scored so awesome Arsenal in the League Cup final against Wednesday. Um he fell behind. Merch scored an equalizer, but then Merch shut up. Paul Morrow scored score the winner. It was no, his I first don't. ever goal the club. But in the celebrations, Tony Adams like tried to pick him up and put him on his shoulders. <laughs> Adams slipped. And when he slipped he had Morrow on his shoulder and he broke his arm had he had to go to hospital. <laughs> so, he missed the rest of the season. so that year, Arsenal won the Cup double. And because that guy missed the rest of the season, he's the only player in the history of the League Cup to receive his League Cup winners' medal before the end of the season. So they give him that before the FA Cup final.
0: I didn't <laughs> so, know that, all, Brian. I didn't know that at all. But yeah, so um,
1: he had a few. So it's said here, he's starting off with Bangor as well. So he's not far from yourself. No, not no. youth Went to Arsenal, 62 games. they had a bit of a bounce about on loan. And he had the old games for Queen's Park Rangers and then went to Dallas, Byrne, in 2002. thousand been 40, 30 caps for Northern Ireland. He has an FA Cup medal and a late Cup medal and he's the only person to ever received one prior to the end of the season because Tony Adams broke his arm in the celebration, which I thought that was first.
0: That is a cult hero. That, that really and is.
1: The only goal he ever scored for Arsenal as well. Right, which is good. Um so that's my back four, mate. I've went for a midfield three game, mate and one of them. He was probably quite a big Arsenal player, but I feel he was very understated. Um he's one of my favourite midfielders of all time as well. I'd say he needed, but I went for Gilberto Sova. Oh so, what a player. Unbelievable, mate. Just so kept everything simple, it was 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 the puppet so also invincible. World Cup winner too, but again I think a lot well, of his career went carrying a lot of arsenal. Yeah, I don't mean that in the bad way. I don't mean that he was shit. I just I mean that because you had the legs, like, so, you know, you're playing along with with Henry, Burkamp, Petit, Vieira. Yeah. You know, players like that who were just. I know that Vieira and Petit were also kind of combative midfielders, and that. But did a bit more about them.
0: It would almost remind you a wee bit of um, Javi and Iniesta.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And he just kept the game simple. He was yeah. hard as nails, and. But a, a lot of people don't realise too. You get most of Arsenal's Um That's oh. quite a good penalty taker as well. I think he scored quite a few goals for them too. But he just got about his business, you know. And what made me sad was you needed know, the same thing with him and Arsenal saying, Where we got the uh, the short end of the stick." You know, we that games for Arsenal, made seventeen goals, ninety-three caps for. Your country, like which like this, then you had a decent stint at Panathinaikos and then just went back to um, Brazil. Yeah. What a player. i stand on for them. Again, very understated, one of my favourite players, um, you know, outside of United. And I would yeah. pick him all the year, and i had to pick one of my favourite teams. So, beside him, watch for Flamini. <laughs> I think Flamini was a lot better than the Arsenal fans, give him credit for it at times, but they did love him. Yeah, I think he signed it early. You know, you know, around about two thousand and three, maybe. I'll check if I, I had this written down. But I seem to have forgotten what it was. But anyway, he signed under not too much fanfare. He ended up playing so many games for him. Ah, well. uh, 102, 102 appearances. Yes, yeah, so he signed in old form and had a hundred two appearances. Left him at the Milan, and then had just... the back. So. I think around this time, we were looking, Arsenal were looking the same, some sort of, you know, big top class player, and again, he, he, he was super for them, he's, uh, he only had three French caps, which is mental too, but I suppose, a few was about this time and stuff, and, but he must have been doing something right, because he got to move to Milan as well, and also Milan was a pump at this stage, but, you know, he was he was quite a good player, Um, solid, did the job he needed to do, and he he kind of put you in the mould of Gilberto Silva. I think he kind of,
0: I yeah.
1: suppose, took over his role. Um, yeah. Way a bit whenever he was kind of, you know, her out. But if you look at his games, for his first time personally, he was 21 games in the season, 31, 20, and 30. Had a couple of bad injuries, obviously, which I'm sure you can remember. And yeah. Coming back twenty-seven, twenty-three, 23, and 16, He you had know, three FA Cups, his not And a Serie A. Can't that one. <laughs> taken that ritual, but um, I think he kind of won himself around for us so loved a bit of a big tackle which we'll come to later on and one of my favourite stories is <laughs> like I said earlier on about um Aboué becoming bankrupt he invested his money quite well and he's a co-founder of GF Biomechanicals and right. it's, I don't know what it is but it's the first company in the board that's able to produce luvonic acid and I have no <laughs> idea what it is but it's something to do with cellulose and biofuel, so if we get some scientists I do think it helps out. But yet, oh, yeah, I think he's almost like a billionaire now, or very, very well off, because of I didn't invest those money well. He, he did indeed, and he was a decent player to boot. Definitely. So, alongside those, so the, I've got two kind of holding the midfielders there, because of all the flow that I've got coming up. But yep. for the next midfielder, I went well, for Thomas Zicke
0: one of the most unlucky players of all time. Let's see if he could have um, stayed fit. He would be, I would say he'd be considered an Arsenal
1: great. A hundred percent, mate. I think that the same was going to great, but it's just he could have been even better. Because when you think about it, he was over 10 years. Yeah. He had 170 games, and he averages about 17 games a season. Oh my God, he was outstanding. Unbelievable. Was I kind of had this wee thing during the early 2000s where... My second team was the Czech Republic, because of okay. and because of Nedved. Ah, uh, yeah. And if you look at that midfield together, that's <laughs> it's, it's it's a pretty scary prospect when you think about coming up against it. But him, yeah, it's so so tactically gifted. Um, he had an eye for a goal. He had a bit of a thunderbar, sort of a shot too. Yeah, and he had a hundred over a hundred caps for the Czech Republic as well. So the injuries that were probably awful for Arsenal you know, out of that, maybe he got a, he got a fair few goals um, at European tournaments and stuff with the likes of the Czech Republic too. Um, he had a World Cup under his belt, which you can't complain about as well. I don't yeah. know if he played in the earlier ones, I think they got to maybe the quarter finals or something like that or the semi-finals. Do you remember the year the kind of rush out had the great run? But again, he yeah. was, no. you know, whenever young Collar and stuff played. But if Luke goes under his two mate, so he's, Two Czech leagues, a Bundesliga, um, two FA Cups. He's got one League Cup. You've checked football here for three years. So he hasn't done too bad as well. And again, he was another British Dortmund player. Yeah. 149 games for those two. So there was a couple of seasons there with Arsenal where he played zero games. But they kind of kept their faith in him and stuff. You know, he, he never broke 30 games a season for Arsenal. But
0: again, you know, it's just a like it really really is
1: it's the um, other there yeah um, but that's in the midfield three so okay. let me just check my team here see. that was in midfield three Steve um, okay. I'm going to move on to Miss strikers which I probably could have picked 100 for here yeah have a couple I want to mention obviously after but I want to start off with Luke Spinovsky um on the left of the three. There's an absolute racket of a left foot. Oh I do. I don't think they got the best years out of him, but I think they got a good few years out of him anyway. Yeah, from um, what I remember he was decent at off us Stuff, you know. Hello? Yeah. So he had let mm. me see sixty games, nineteen goals, which is well, just under one three. Um and the Arsenal fans adored him. He's absolutely awesome. yeah. You know, we got really into it. A big, big social media kind of for them. Everything was awesome. This, awesome that. Um yeah. again, they warned him so good. Again, a former World Cup winner. But 130 caps for <laughs> for Germany. Is no mean feat at all. Like, and if you look at his record here Bundesliga, German Cup, FA Cup, Turkish Cups, he won the World Cup for Germany as well. Do you know what I mean? So take your pick, mate. Um, with a standing player for them, and they just warned him because he was so you know, so arsenal on social media. I think he had a few digs at Spurs, too, so he got really into the way very, very quickly. Yeah, um, on the other side, he went for R7,
0: <laughs> purely because of the four goals against Liverpool. Unbelievable, and then at the cop just putting the four up on his fingers. Unbelievable, <laughs> what a celebration,
1: too. Um, and again he just looks like quite a level old fella. You know, he, some of the stories he told about how he, he didn't like, what did, did he say that he, he struggled because it was so cold at Arsenal times and stuff? Um, yeah. But again, what a player. 75 Russian caps. I and mean, he could have been so much more for them. And it was, I think he only saved for about 15 million.
0: Uh, it was a bit of a bargain. Like, he was there, I think he was saying it through and proud of so He went back to saying it afterwards and yeah, uh, I think that was just where he wanted to be, to be honest.
1: Did he play on the team that beat Rangers in the UEFA Cup final? I think he yeah. might have scored on that, you know. He, he probably did, to be fair. But again, he was a real solid player. He played in the year that I think Roger got to the semi-finals of the, the Euros, was it, potentially? I'm not too sure. But again... You know, he could have got so much more from the beginning. I think Arsenal fans loved him because he always played with that smile in his face and he was always happy and, and he was such a clean striker of a ball as well.
0: I've got it here about the, the UEFA Cup or final. Um he was man of the match for Zen at that match. he didn't score, but he was man of the match against Rangers. And that probably out of his move, because he went to the Arsenal the year after.
1: Yeah. But um, again, could have been a lot better for them that Arsenal had loved him regardless. Um you know, I want to see that Euros, it was a 2012, it looks like it was, 2008, it was a great Euros, because I remember he did the heart celebration, the, the, the camera and um, stuff, mate.
0: I think it was, because that was the same year, as so you wait for a couple. Uh, but I, know, I think that was when he really broke out.
1: Yeah, but again, he, was, he was so good on that as well, and he scored, I think he scored quite a couple of goals and stuff, and they get to a semi-final because Russia do do quite well in terms of overachieving sometimes at tournaments and yeah but I actually, I'm really keen to see where they got to let me see today yeah you know the finished second the group were Spain yeah they got to the semi-final Spain Spain them 3-0 but that was a game where they put it to Dutch in extra time and that's where that celebration came from but again what a player could have been so much better for Arsenal it seems to be the way for them that yeah. things could have been a lot better and for a lot of players in the world. And then up top, just through the middle of our front, Wardo. Going
0: back to Roussicchi, just unlucky there. Like A great, yep. great player, Wardo.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes back to something we mentioned in previous podcasts about the Shechtar connection yep. with Brazilian players. I know obviously you represent Croatia, but um, people come on that route Again, unbelievable player until the leg break, and I think Arsenal fans warmed to him because of that. Always yeah. had time for him and I, and I think it showed. Um where did he go to after Arsenal mate? He went yes, he actually went to
0: Shotkar after Arsenal.
1: And Arsenal played them in the Champions League and I think he scored. Yeah. And the Arsenal I fans bet. stood up and cheered him.
0: Yeah.
1: So tells you how you can I need to know. It's Thirty-seven, seven I mean, he finished at finish league Warsaw. Oh, he's sixty four caps, timing goals for Croatia. I it was really good, and like Greg. I remember this day, oh god, the whole Arsenal game, Gallas walked away and stuff, and yeah, he just, he just sat on the floor. The Fabregas missed a penalty or did I guess Birmingham too? That was God, it was it like, was
0: Taylor? Matty Taylor
1: was it? Matty Taylor, yeah, and Matty Taylor, there's not a <laughs> the tackle wasn't great, that's not a lie, but it, it yeah. wasn't kind of a Matty Taylor kind of thing, but. God, awful, awful, awful injury. Yeah. Do you remember the bone all coming through and stuff? Ugh.
0: That's right. Yeah. I, I remember watching that as well. I was watching that and near six. I'm not good with that sort of stuff at all. Um, no, not but, not for you. No, it's, but I mean, he he's an arm, he could have really went on to bigger things. Maybe in Arsenal, at least. they yeah. you know that never happened. I mean, I'm just saying, Harry third most prolific scorer for Croatia ever, behind Manzacuc and Sucre. So, I mean, even <laughs> in regards to that, he, he did want to have a pretty good career. Yeah, he did all right. Good player, indeed.
1: Yeah. But it's it's not a Brazilian representing Croatia, born in Rio. He probably got a player for Brazil. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, oh, could um, have been a very
1: really good before. player. So, before, I want to ask you, before I can kind of throw out my honourable mentions... Do you have any arsenal players you were looking at yourself? You saw as cult
0: heroes, or I or do I have, a have, seen. A, I have a couple here. The first one's a goalkeeper. Um, I consider him to be the best <laughs> number two keeper of all time. Alex Malinger you. you love him. You I love him. So it's like a running joke with me and my mates, like uh, a couple of them. Like, he, we would play playing FIFA and things like that, and we stick him up top and, <laughs> and just for a laugh, but um, I mean. If you look at his career, he played for Arsenal for four years, five years. Sorry, played thirty-nine times. You went The he was during that Fiorentina loan. He's played for Juventus. He's played for Liverpool, Torino, Bologna, Siena. You know, he's had such a, a long career, but he, he's active for twenty years and he played two hundred and fifty-four times. Do you know what? I actually thought it would have been less. <laughs> was it? I thought it would have been less. Uh, that's uh He had pretty free Austria cups as well, but um, it's just uh, everywhere. He's, it's a sort of like um, Stuart Taylor as well, who's another one. Uh-huh. Any anywhere they went, they were number two, you know. If it's it's a weird one. I think the
1: only place he really was a number one was was at Sienna. Yeah, but again, yeah. If the, if there's
0: a definition called hero,
1: Alexander like would definitely be it.
0: The, Two defenders as well here. The first one is Igor Stepanovs. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I have him down is the story from Ray Parlor's autobiography. Um, so, in the summer of 2000, a player turned up um, at their preseason tour. He was a centre half, and Martin Keown was worried about people coming in to try and steal his position. Um, and Stepanovs, who he was a big guy, but he was a terrible footballer. Um, <laughs> and Keown actually managed to persuade Banger to sign him. And then actually, in what is said next is he was signed for about one million. Um, and United played Arsenal, and hmm. Dwight Work actually said to Ray Parler, "But like, where did you find him? Because he <laughs> went on. You beat them six one." And he basically caused all, basically, <laughs> nearly every mistake in that. And he never really played for Arsenal after that much. So just for that story alone, I think that's a wee bit culty. Big Igor, yep, definitely. Um, the other one I had there is Pascal Sigan, who, again, I just don't, <laughs> I think, wasn't a great player at all. But Arsenal fans seem to love him. A decent career, too. many he went to the area stuff, didn't he? In a few years there, yeah. He, he done all right for himself, like uh, but I, it's I put like Senderos as well. I just thought the two of them weren't great, but this managed to carve out pretty decent careers for each other, yeah.
1: Um, you know, Senderos was did he go to Rangers at once? he Sandro's, or am I talking
0: cake? Okay. I think he did. Um, he went somewhere, but I think Rangers for three free game games, but Everton as well, no. And Fulham, actually, he played for Fulham 57 times. Well, he had, a,
1: he had a decent, wasn't too bad, he got the premiership games anyway, but Which And mean?
0: then I had the guy in as well, he's one of my favourite players of all time. Um, and I think he was overlooked a lot because of a certain other Dutch player that was playing at Arsenal at the same time. Um Mark Overmars.
1: What a player, yeah. Unbelievable.
0: So, so skillful, fast, like everything you really need in a winger. Hundred goals or sorry, hundred games with twenty five goals, you know, for a winger. And they got only there for three years. Um as well. But I think he left a big impact at Arsenal. Pop I would say probably one of the best wingers they ever put on an Arsenal shirt. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I think you'd probably overshadow me because you had Perez and Jumberger as
0: well, very similar times,
1: who were ridiculous for yep. us, when you think about it, very, very good players. But over Mars, but, yeah, great shape.
0: And again, you had Bergkamp there, and I the think with Bergkamp just being so good, maybe over Mars got overlooked a wee bit as well yeah. in that aspect. And the last player I have down here, and it's sort of the um almost the same sort of being as that, is Sylvan Wiltord, because Wiltord I thought was a great player, but he played alongside Henri, he played alongside Canu, he, he was sort of
1: overlooked as well. And I think the thing about it wasn't it. I a friend of mine's a big Arsenal fan, and he went to the game in Old Trafford where Wiltow well, scored a winner at Old Trafford of an Arsenal League. Yeah. Which, which was going to put you town folklore. But he has ninety-two French caps as well, so that tells you what you need to know. I'm um, good, great player. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He has he's a European championship with him, two Confederations Cups. And he was a decent player. Again, very understated. He played about 106 times for them. Yeah. And he was still quite good. You know, he was... Excuse me. A really, really solid player. And again, just for scoring that goal against us. Then, what else? Yeah. He also
0: scored in the Euro 2000 final. Jesus, I didn't know that. He had, a, he had a good career. Um, but again, I think... And it's nationalities as well. When you're playing alongside Henri... Um, it's very easy to get overlooked.
1: Yeah, I understand now why it was an outstanding goal. It was in ninety third minute.
0: What's on the, the euros?
1: Goal. Yeah, and then James Hay scored that one with something for about four yards in the top corner. Yeah, and then on the only euros. But yeah, unreal. Um, so that's
0: all. So that's all I have done. Um, there's um. Is there any? You mentioned you had a few honourable mentions yourself.
1: Yes, you you can imagine Connor yourself. Super sub for them. I've had Alexander yeah. Cleve as well, who left Arsenal too soon, I think. So unbelievably yeah. good, you know, technically. Um, Ian Wright, just for his story, I hey, didn't say his first title contract he was 22, and scored over 100 goals for Arsenal in about yeah. 230, 140 games. One that we spoke a bit about, Abby Diaby, who could have been one of the best holding midfielders on earth yeah. if he hadn't have been the worst injury-prone player of all time. And, Last but by no means least, Lord Bentner. the goat, the, the goat indeed. Got fame for wearing potty power monks, but um, I, I could have easily put Claire there and maybe even Cammy in. I could have put Ray in, but I think it would have been very like decky last week putting in Shearer because yeah. he was an orphan hero. But I just like his backstory. But um, Lord Bentner. how can we overlook him?
0: That's absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the man that the. He is the definition of a cult hero I think, if there ever was one. I mean I i I I put it in our um, group chat we have I put a thing in about him at Juventus and he he has one Serial with Juventus with only nine appearances and no goals. Yet he has got a serial to his name.
1: Did you ever read the story, mate, about Arsenal's sports psychologist did like the the test on him to see if he was <laughs> mentally stable? <laughs> It says, like, out of all the Arsenal players, the deal with all the players, like, but, um, out of all the Arsenal players, he had an unerring ability to believe that he was much better than what he was and he was, like, the greatest footballer of all time. <laughs> it's thank I couldn't believe it. It's just, like, yeah, it's definitely better. 100. It couldn't be anybody else <laughs> but better.
0: We could do a full episode, I think, on Nicholas Bentner eventually.
1: Yeah, very much so, but he's retired now. Thirty. Or, Jesus, he has retired at thirty-two. That's so young retire. <laughs> he played a lot
0: of Euros too. Like it's in, like, eighty-one you know, caps for Denmark, and gets, it's as if he hasn't. He's had a bad career because he really hasn't. He just has a reputation like yeah, just a, a balloon, yeah.
1: But to say that, he actually has retired. He has no club. Because it just seen oh. that he's still available for selection for Denmark. So <laughs> yes, he's just sitting in the house going, "I'm not playing club football, but if you want to call me, a school, give I just shout. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised uh-huh. at all. But just me, uh, that's you, my Arsenal cult
0: team. Brilliant, great, great thing. Um, that that, that would be a team that could challenge for a title, hundred uh, yeah, percent. Yeah, if but, they
1: we're all fit.
0: If they we're all <laughs> fit, yeah. Um, going on to my Chelsea team, then, um, as I said to you during the week, this was, compared to the Sunderland compared to my City one, um, this was difficult. This really, really was a difficult one, uh, especially in Nets to start, because I said to you at the start, like when we decided to do this, I told you at the start, I'm going to put Ed Hoy, in Nets, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And then I rem- remembered about Carlo Cudicini. He was so good for them as well, miss for a long time. He was, and the thing about Curacini for me is he, and it goes back to that, he played 141 t- times for Chelsea in nine years as well. But for me, he could have went left a lot sooner to be a first his keeper somewhere. He was yeah, seemed he to get, get comfortable football. behind Peter Cech. Yeah, and very much so. And I think it's, I don't want to say it's a waste of a career because obviously, I mean, he never even played for it. Like, obviously you've got good I understand that. But I think, in a way, it's almost a wasted career because he didn't really do much. Yeah. No, and when he did, he, he was good. And, you know, as I said, he, this, he was the first choice keeper for three years. He, you know, took the, play, the first place off at the Hoy. But then when check came yeah. in, it was over. Big head. Uh, I'll go on to him a bit later. But, um, <laughs> right back, um, I, I don't know, I've got full backs, I can't remember what positions they are, 100%, but right back, I've got Dan Petrescu.
1: Yeah. Um, I,
0: I had a great, great player. Again, really, really good career. Um, played 152 times for Chelsea. Yeah, um, and then he went to Bradford of all places and then Southampton. Like, <laughs> um 95 times played for Romania as well. He's manager now of Cluj. Um you know, he for Cluj, yeah. but he was he was just he was your stereotypical fullback and very consistent as well. Um, the, the five years he was at Chelsea, he's actually played the majority of his career in England because he signed there from Day. But Yes, yes, everybody's English. Yeah. Um great career and I someone who I always was a big fan of even growing up. Um beside him in centre back, um the first one I've got here's Frank LeBoeuf. Big Frank. Great just it goes back to almost what I was saying big company the first week. Um just like that sort of demanding, commanding figure at the back. Mm-hmm. You know, big, you know, big guy, good in the air. You know, big tackler, 144 games for Chelsea. He won the World Cup with France um, and the Euros with France. So, again, he went on, you know, he had a great career. He actually went in the acting afterwards, of all things. <laughs> right. um, and, he, you know, just what I remember, he's one of the first centre-backs I really remember watching and uh, thinking, you know, that's what a centre-back should be. Um, and be. Beside him, I've got Carvalho. Okay. I've, got Car- I've got Carvalho down because, and it goes back to what I was saying in your team about Obermars, um and about Wiltors is mm-hmm. he was beside John Terry um and being beside John Terry he sort of got almost forgotten about at times but he was, so, he was so good.
1: And I think it showed me that whenever he went to Madrid yes he did yeah. get good years it could be a debate but he could have had his best years at Madrid or Chelsea, but he also then could have potentially had his best stint at Madrid. I don't know, he had fifty games for them, but he then went to Man United, had an eighty-five. So I know you. I suppose you played three times as much games for Chelsea and stuff like. But you don't, you know, you don't play for Madrid man if you're not a new player. No,
0: absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um... He was still playing for Portugal thirty-eight there when he was on the Euros. Yeah, I mean, very, you know, longevity, he was there for years, and, you know, as you've you've said there, um, (laughs) when we went went to Monaco, so he had a great career. Um, He's assistant manager at Marseille now as well, so it'll probably not be long before he ends up uh, as a, you know, as a manager somewhere, I'd imagine, in a few years as well, I think he'd probably make a good job of that. And he was part of that Porto team you mentioned earlier on as well, so. Yeah. Now, that's where it all really started for him um, yeah. as well. Um, and I've got Celestine Babiaro, a uh, left-back, just purely for the celebration on his debut. Yeah. Uh, yeah wasn't, wasn't his goal and he broke his leg? Unbelievable. His
1: goal. It wasn't his. Bit of backflip and broke his leg.
0: <laughs> and it was a pre-season friendly too, which is the best thing about it. That's oh, so Unbelievable, uh, but even you know what he, he had a good career for Chelsea as well. Um yeah. 132 games of five goals, but he was a good player as well. You yeah. know, but uh, remembered for that yeah. on his debut in a free from Bradley breaking his leg in a backflip for a goal that wasn't his. It's so um, many stories, mate. Doesn't it? It didn't make it like the beer. It's just fuck okay. <laughs> me. Um. Uh, next. Um. Uh, so going on to my midfield here. Um. In midfield, I've got Gus Poia on the wing. Okay. Big Gus. Um. I thought Gus was a great. You know, he's that sort of South American mentality of just running down the wing.
1: Uh, tough, tough Uruguayan player too. Uruguays always known as being kind of very, very harsh, yeah. but of aggressive.
0: Yeah. Um. You know. And so going back look at Samara now of course um, mm-hmm. you know it's, they've always had that mentality but he's also a player that you can literally I mean when we come to do a Spurs episode here you can put him in a Spurs cult team as well because yeah. the two teams he went to in England they absolutely adored him um, I
1: mean, he scored that one they're in the FA final two
0: by the Thunder bastards
1: after about like three minutes
0: yeah really really good player um, and beside him in centre mid is probably my favourite Chelsea player of all time, um, Roberto T. Matteo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if he would be I do considered maybe cult rather than maybe just a general hero for Chelsea. Um yeah. because obviously he came back as well and won the Champions League um for them as a manager. Um and then he sort of got done dirty by Abramovich and got sacked oh, you know shortly so after that as well. So bad. But as a player, I mean, I'm, you know, he scored a winning goal in the FA Cup and things like that for them, yeah. and uh, he done a lot for the club. So I, I, I put him down because I think he would be regarded as maybe both he'd be called and just a, a hero in general. Yeah, yes, uh, I think
1: I confused him because Poyacic was against Sunderland, but it was it was De Matteo was one that was on the FA Cup final. I'm sorry.
0: That's right. But
1: I could be wrong. Was that against Millwall, or am I making that up? The FA Cup, I think it was ninety-nine 2000 um, Let's see. Why do I think that's against Millwall? I don't know why.
0: I don't know I if it is. <laughs> it because Millwall
1: was, do you remember we put Millwall in the FA Cup in like 05 or 03 or, or something? Sorry, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it was Austin Villa.
0: Austin Villa. Yeah. And I think it was uh, the early doors that go to as well. Yeah, I've actually just taken that up here. Interesting fact, in the nineteen ninety-nine to five cup used with oh you withdrew from it because you went to yeah, the we wall it.
1: Yeah, we proved yeah.
0: First time I think I've ever seen that, but um beside Dimateo I've got Jerry.
1: Yeah, Wizard. Free kick wizard. Uh,
0: free kick wizard, um, who is a tough centre mid as well. You know, mm-hmm. he, he never he, he sort of remind, it almost remind you a wee bit of Kante. Um, And that sort of old worry, but just run at you as well. Um, Very, you know, for a small guy. And, you know, as I said, free kick wizard, 118 caps for Cameroon, 72 appearances for Chelsea with 49 for Newcastle. So um, he did have a pretty good career. I'm 45 for Madrid. So good career for him as well. But I just remember him being that sort of tough wee
1: you know, centre mid, almost like, can as I said? Do you know what, he was almost like a, a, a it's a sign that's really harsh, he was almost like, SCN, but not as good, before yeah. they signed SCN. and I think, he, yeah. he went on to make, you know, whenever SCN they come in, I think he went on to play right back, right at the two mid as well, and he was just, he was really, really good in dead balls, and stuff, and just a really, solid player, like you say, tough tackling, can play anywhere, and he runs a new cast I think too, so, Solid, solid player
0: indeed. And beside him, then in the other wing, I've got Bolo Zanda,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, who, who like Poirier, you could literally put him in two or three different cult teams. Yeah. Um, but I always find we a wee bit underappreciated. Um, I do like him. I'm a big fan of Dutch football, um, and for PSV, out in your way starts career, he mm-hmm. was unbelievable. Uh, I don't know the Barcelona did a good job, but the Chelsea did a good job. Anywhere he seemed to go, he was consistent, but he always seems to get overlooked for me. But the Chelsea, in particular, is when I think he really hit a stride.
1: Yeah, he was solid. For,
0: very, very um, good. and again, fifty-four caps for Holland, and you don't make the Dutch team if you're not a top player. Yeah, simple as that. Yeah. Um, and then up front, this one, it honestly took a good while, and I've changed just about a few times. Um, one of them has been consistent. Um, who have kept in it is Good Johnson. Yeah, he's
1: probably one of my favourite four or five players of all time. Obviously.
0: like, and in the, you know, because players are looking at likes of Crespo, likes of Shevchenko that came in, Mewtwo, things like that. Um, He was always, you know, he he never was dislodged, no matter how big the player was. Yeah, never. You know, 186 games for Chelsea, 54 goals, and then went to Barcelona afterwards. And even until, you know, he played for Iceland right up until 2016 and he went to the World Cup with them. Yeah. Um, Which I remember, um, you know, which was pretty much the end of his career, but what a way, you know, finally for Iceland to get the World Cup and then for him to go out. Um, with them um, but it's just what a striker
1: he also um, scored one of my favourite goals of all time against Leeds and that wee celebration and stuff he was playing in the wing too but just a very very good player so technically I have to like to say and again Chelsea's not love him, but I think that a, bit, a bit underrated
0: because of all the players that went through at the same time so you're 100% right and then last but not least up front I've got Jimmy Floyd Jimmy, Jimmy Floyd, Floyd. A what a player um, who again? Sort of going back to De Matteo. I don't know. Would he be considered cult or hero by Chelsea? But at the mm-hmm. same time, um, he's one of them strikers that he was actually there the same sort of time as Good Johnson. Yeah. But he he was one that maybe was lost in the shuffle a bit before he went to Borough. Um, but just and again, Dutch. Just that Dutch mentality of just skillful strike the ball. Just a lovely player to watch.
1: And he, he was quite good for everybody. He went to, I suppose, Leeds and stuff too. Like You mentioned Middlesbrough and...
0: Atletico, Madrid, he was only there for a year as well. 34 yeah. games, 24 goals. <laughs> what a return. Absolutely. Um, you know, he only played 23 times for Holland, but again, that's in the Cup
1: era.
0: So... I was about right. there too, so, mate. Yeah, so, I, I mean, that was always going to be difficult for him to... The break, but um yes, yeah, no that that's so that's my um eleven.
1: Uh really you have as before
0: as I well. my uh, honourable mentions, got a few here as well. Um is there anyone that you would have put in? Yes, I, I had
1: a very a couple that you put in, so I had in um, the South Babiaro for the leg break of his debut. Jasper Grunkiar in I was a big fan of him. Yeah, I Um George Weir a decent season for you. but one that's what's a massive one for me well two big ones But Winston Bogart he was an so, R- he was just a cult, though <laughs> I've left him over here saying more show, less cult <laughs> <laughs> because he I mean, it was a pretty decent scene for Chelsea because you know again back to one of your favourite things but he was Dutch um, yeah maybe he had a decent career behind him he played for Milan Um. He had quite a few Dutch caps and stuff. But again, he was at Ajax, Milan. briefly yeah. games Milan, but he was at Barcelona. Then he went to Chelsea. He played nine games, and that was it. But I always kind of bring up like a bit of a transfer story each time. So he was actually saying when Viali was manager. But Viali had, Viali had no idea that it was happening. And the rumour <laughs> was it was being the transfer was get to through by Colin Hutchinson. Oh, um, okay. But at the same time, a guy called Emerson Tomei, who was also a centre-back, was yeah. sent to Sunderland because he arrived for a couple of weeks. But whenever, so whenever Bogart stayed, the alley was manager, but then a and changed and Munyuri came in. So that yeah. guy, Tomei, was only in charge, but was only in, but he got chipped off to Sunderland because New York didn't want him. And that's how they got bullard in so they had the hundred really scared to get him in. And the rest is history. The, the quote is, Why should I throw fifteen million euro away once you're any money at the moment? I signed my contract. that was in fact my money. He paid eleven times and he says <laughs> So this is what it says. In response to his criticism, he responded, The word's about money, so when you're offered those millions you take them. Few people remember remembered so many. I'm um, one of the few fortunes who do. his English friends, by the way. I may be one of the worst guys in the history of the Premiership, but I don't care. <laughs> At least he's honest. That's it. Eleven games. I think about two of them are competitive. He was lifting about forty grand a week, and his contract equaled about fifteen million. <laughs> so <laughs> that's crazy. What an absolute dickhead. <laughs> um. Who else have we got in here? Let me see it. I would see it. Sorry. Oh shit! I'm running and everything here. Oh no!
0: There was one we were talking about. uh when we talking about that just over Messenger. I put him in. I wanted to put him in because I didn't really see him as a cult hero. Uh just because I think he's such a one of my favorite players of all time, Bob Marley. But you have a different reason for it. Yeah, so, like <laughs> For anybody that watches
1: Soccer AMs, so you know yourself there was a position named after him. So yeah. them, he's not. He's probably not a cult hero as such, but this this fell up for me so. The rumor was in the Chelsea dressing room, he had a big, massive Mickey. <laughs> so <laughs> they always slag him about having a big tackle um, on and off the pitch. So Sakurai made a skit about it. And every week they had, you know, where they had like the the, the skills, how the, the crossbar challenge, and you had the, yeah. the skill challenge stuff. So they always had big tackle, sponsored by Claude McAlee. But I'm mean, not going to attempt it. Some guy said it in French accent. But they picked the hardest tackle in the Premier League or the English, one of the English Leagues that, that week and just voiced that over every time. I tried to fit with soccer, but I couldn't find it. But that's why I'm yep. in because of a big tackle sponsored by Claude McLean, which has the a double a double meaning, which means he has a big massive dick, but also he can tackle hard as fuck. That's That's class.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even know about that until today, too. I think that's fantastic.
1: I have to try and find the food somewhere but I literally can't find it. It's one of the likes of um, oh god what do you call what do you call the guy that was the original one with oh Tim Lovejoy? Yes Tim Lovejoy and is it Helen Chamber is it what you call yeah, it? Uh, Chamberlain. Yeah. yeah so Tim Lovejoy mate, and they were the best after any years unbelievable but if, if we can find it we'll probably we'll try and get the clip up and play it and we'll pause but it's uh, oh, it's so funny mate. it's such a small segment but it's just the fact that you have, like twelve AM TV because they're watching talking about the the size of fucking like, unit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Brian. Um uh, so going on going on to my um memorable mentions then so I have a few. The first one as I said at the start was Ed the Hoy. I don't know why, I fucking love Ed the Hoy. I think he's a great, great goalkeeper.
1: I'm gonna make a statement here on the back of our one from that, but And if Ed DeCoy hears this, which he definitely never ever will, but he would probably do me for definitely tagged her. But he looks like an nonce.
0: (laughs) I was actually about to say, I've got a photo (laughs) of him up now on my phone, and he looks like someone that you'd see on Crime Watch. Yep. Very much. 100%. He he looks like a pedophile.
1: (laughs) Okay, I Googled him there, and I've got all these pictures of Ed and in the middle of it, there's one of Ed (laughs) Melaban.
0: you also nuts. Nuts. again. Uh, we'll yeah, say I, I can't overlook the fact that he looks like a knot now. Yeah, really um, right. um, and, and a few other ones I have down here. So I've got Mario <laughs> Melkjot. What a guy. Great, great, great player. Great I, I, head of her. You're probably going to see a bit of a theme with these because it's a Dutch one. I didn't realize I like Dutch football quite as much until I was here. doing this Chelsea. Um but Dutch indeed. Uh you've got you know, he played for Wigan, Birmingham, Rams, Chelsea, Ajax. Twenty two dot caps. I mean, and the hair as well, as you said. Magnificent hair. Um at centre back I've got Khaled Bullaroos, and the only reason I've got Bullaroos <laughs> is he's the only centre back they ever wear number nine. I've yeah. no idea why. Um but as well as that he did have quite, he didn't really live up to his reputation at Chelsea, I think he was a bit of a disappointment. Uh, he was yeah. at Hamburg. He was a fucking monster at centre back. He was really, really good. And he was coming off the back of a really strong World Cup as well for the Dutch. He signed for Chelsea and he just didn't do He was terrible for Chelsea. But what I'll never forget was that he just, he was the first centre back I've ever seen The wear number nine shirt.
1: I kind of put you in the mind of Clint
0: Dempsey that he were number two for Spurs. I think he did. I Schneiderlin Schneiderland for Everton as well. I think he wore two. No, but
1: Dempsey were for Spurs. But the reason for it was, and this is another cult fact, that Dempsey was also a rapper. He uh, he wore two for Spurs. Yeah, but he also does rap, and the two was to do with him being a rapper,
0: which is mad (laughs) because he's the weirdest man alive. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, (laughs) Nick. You could do... You could, it's another one. We could do a full episode on dodgy squad numbers because there is a few over the years. Um, yeah, so many. As, um, as well, I've got Paulo Ferreira, um, who is, I thought, it, again, sort of Carvalho. Is, I thought he was very underappreciated. Um, and I thought he was brilliant. Uh, he, so he, was, he, he didn't really play a lap mate as well, in hindsight for them. Stuck behind Ashley Cole, but I... Here's a controversial one. I, do, I have never rated Ashley Cole as a footballer. I have really? never thought he was over the, I never thought he was a great player. That's a, and, that's a big, big I, statement
1: to make. Statement. I honestly
0: think, honestly think, Paulo Ferreira is a better footballer than Ashley Cole. Really, really good. big, big statement indeed. I just, I don't like Ashley Cole in general. As I, I think he's a bit of a cunt, to be honest. But <laughs> as a footballer, yeah. I don't think a lot. But, I think he was overhyped because he was English and all this sort of stuff. But i never thought he was a—I never thought he was as good as what he has been made out to be. And I honestly think Pereira was a better player than Ashley Cole.
1: Jesus, thanks, Tim. the indeed,
0: it is, it is. But moving on from that, and I think that you'll like this one. We'll have put down uh, one of my ones for midfield is Damien Duff.
1: Yeah, I mean, hero. Yeah. never ever forget a celebration against Saudi Arabia in Japan don't know if it was racist but they did the Japanese kind of uh, probably was yeah. if, someone, if someone said that they probably said race because the world has gone mad and
0: they're all decks yeah. and they're
1: all wet wipes but oh god so good for us and so he was good one for of
0: Chelsea he was one of the ones that was signed for Chelsea at the start when the money came in from Blackburn um, he always he with- he, he always there yeah, he 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 was, and I think as well, maybe in a city plan, one of the transfers that still did this day breaks my heart was Sean Wright Phillips going to city, and yeah, right. to Chelsea, I should say sorry, but with Duff, he he was just at next sort of level, like he was just an unbelievable player, really really, it was just like your classic winger, skillful, you know, he liked the he, I, I
1: think he had a pretty good free kick on him as well if I'm not yeah, wrong. He, he was direct as well and stuff and um, yeah and he's just an all-round hard-working player. Never seen him complain. I mean, how many caps did he have for us? 100 caps. Uh, you know what I mean? He played in the World Cup and played. He captained us at Euro 2012 so.
0: He won the inter Cup as well. Oh, gee, Who for? <laughs> what the fuck? Newcastle. Um, Unreal. I love that I love it.
1: 2006 Intertotal Cup. Do you know that I never know how to get the Intertotal Cup is ever going to work? Ever? But I love it
0: more than anything. Awesome. I don't even think it's, it's... It's not even a thing anymore, is it? Is no, it? it's
1: abolished. Mean, it's 12 years ago it was, it was done, but it doesn't make any sense to me. It never has. But I just there's know if you want it. you got to go and do Ten
0: runners.
1: I have no idea. It, it's fucking... Like, I'm watching it now and it just looks like mayhem. I'm going to call out the first three teams that I see here, and I'm not even joking you. The Wiener Sport Club, <coughs> Video Tong, and then we'll go down a bit and we'll go for Chemnitz. And the Schemnitz are actually East German. <laughs> That's mad. It, 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 it
0: was a weird uh, We'll have to do another Total Cup episode at some point. Yeah. And we're going to find out so much about it because it's mental. Like a 2000. You know do I've got I just got it here in front of me. Do you know who the last ever winners of it were?
1: I'm going to cheat and say it was Braga because I can well, see it here. Yeah. But then Braga, but on the back of that, like I said, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams that qualified. <laughs> so you're a perfect winner, but then ten winners. And one of them That's is. The V Vazli from Romania. I don't or is it Moldova? It is a Romanian. Like, what the fuck? I think you have 11 winners of World Cup. It would take us about six weeks, mate, to try and actually prepare for this one because
0: none of us know what it means or understand it. Uh, I'm I'm gonna to need to do some so that's uh, uh, gonna be the <laughs> one that we need to do a bit of research in. Um Very much uh, so. a, few, a few more um honorable mentions, just uh, a couple more. Um in midfield, I've got Steve Sidwell. Um, just mm-hmm. for being a player that was completely out of his depth with Chelsea. Unfortunately.
1: He says that to yeah. you, if you, you know, there's a podcast called Liquid Football that I've listened to when yeah. he was like Chelsea are saying to me <laughs> what?
0: I think. Yeah. It's and uh, don't get me wrong I thought Sidwell was a good player. Yeah. really. Could um, you in the more to Scott Parker? Yeah. Absolutely. So Parker would be the same sort of situation there where
1: Oh, Parker, um,
0: Chelsea, too, should have read about it. Yeah, so, and fun fact: going back to Cali Bullaroos, Steve Sidwell's also given the number nine shirt. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Talks um, about that quite a bit. Uh, but, good player, he's just out sort of a step. Um, <laughs> and for like, I'm just going to rhyme off the strikers that I was actually considering for us because there's so many of them for Chelsea. Um, Tori Andre Flo. Yeah. Adrian u oh, God, he loves cocaine so much he really does absolute mad man Um I've put on Crespo but I think I've only put Crespo because he's pretty much my favourite striker of all time yeah fair enough good guy Um, and the last striker I have here is he's probably he was such a hype striker and I think Chelsea ruined his career do you remember Matthias Kessman yeah what is he he is not was,
1: was, was
0: he he wasn't Dutch was he
1: Uh, he was Serbian
0: so he went to Chelsea from PSV his record for PSV 122 goals or sorry 122 games 105 goals like me unbelievable and then he went to Chelsea 25 games 4 goals after that (laughs) to be fair he went to PSG went to Fenerbahce Atletico Madrid but a barb Fenerbahce because he's had 46 games 20 goals he never caught the form back that he had for um, for PSV, um, and I think going to Chelsea sort of broke him uh, almost because he just he wasn't ready for that higher level. I think it just it, it, it sort of maybe reminds you of um, one of the ultimate cult heroes, Freddie Adu. Adu, um, oh my <laughs> Where oh. so highly hyped? Uh, I mean, Adu was fuck me, he was considered the next Pele and you remember that? Just never lived up there. he's He's an America's Helm Hoover, so...
1: But... please Tell me like, you haven't got his Wikipedia page in front of you. Tell me you haven't got
0: him, it in front of you.
1: Freddie Adries,
0: I've seen it before, but I don't have it in front of me right now. Right.
1: <laughs> what did you call his last team? It, his last team? His last team, yeah. No idea. The last Vegas Lights... Jesus Christ! It the worst. What the fuck did they even play? What league? They play in the US USL. Oh my
0: God.
1: What the fuck is that? It sounds like something. It sounds like something off the American Soccer Guys page. It it does. It sounds like a. It sounds like um somebody like. <laughs> you ready? TV partners: ESPN Plus, YouTube. <laughs> Do
0: oh, you know what? Well, I I think we should make it our mission for this podcast <laughs> to become the official sponsors of Las Vegas Lights.
1: Could <laughs> <Did> you imagine? Yeah. Let me see even. fuck are they?
0: Have I you mean, seen just, their stadium?
1: I've just seen their their their, their logo. It just have looks you like seen something. their stadium? That is awful. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Trent Sandiard here, and it's terrible looking. I'm whacking in the Google here. Last Ashman Vegas. Fields. Stadium. What the fuck is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it it's, like it's,
0: formally, it's formerly home to the Las Vegas 51s. Minor league baseball team. Fucking and it turned it into a football. That's terrible. <laughs> Look at their logo. It's like something. From, have you been to Vegas? I've never been to Vegas, but I, I can already right, know what's the most <laughs> Las Vegas thing I've ever seen in my life.
1: I think you ever see a cowboy with a thumb that points that everyone's you know, like the real? Yes. It's just like that. You expect that they're <laughs> saying something like a no, I'm actually doing the thumb here. Nobody can see me doing it. Jesus Christ. Oh <laughs> last well, they're
0: kitting everything, Jesus Christ. Is it the worst? I think we've on I think we've um on like a gold mine of gold here. I really do. Las Vegas lights kit.
1: <laughs> oh I'm so excited. What the fuck is that Oh, let it go. That, is, that just looks like something from Colour Master. <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever seen. But that's also an idea for us. I would like to do an episode on kits.
0: Oh, God, there's some trackers. There's one I actually came up on my Facebook the other day, a memory I put on Facebook of a, a team that had tuxedo kits.
1: <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh. What do you call the kit that you had? What one? The non-league team.
0: Oh, Lake Town.
1: Lake Town.
0: Yeah. McGranda. My Manana. McGranda went to visit relatives over in England, and they went to um, their local team was Lake, and they brought me back a Lake Town football kit.
1: Lake Town. That's unbelievable. <laughs> we should definitely do one. But yeah, the USA is above the the Major League Sabre, MLS. But it'd be good to see oh. if we could do Ketson one day, but...
0: Yep. Last thing he think... played. Oh, what a team. What a team. Freddie Adu. He's a <laughs> fucking normal role. Oh. Freddie
1: Adu. I can't get enough of it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he played for? He Who's it, Benfica?
0: Ben, uh, Benfica, he played for everyone in the end, Freddie Adu. Um... He might have been Khufu 98, higher okay, Khufu 98 is in Finland. He did a couple of Finnish clubs.
1: Top of Bay Rowdies. I think, random fact, is that George Best going play for those guys?
0: I think you're right. I think, yeah, I think that's where Best went to retire.
1: George Best, play for I can't even remember.
0: Let's have a look at George Best. George, oh my god, George West had some banter in his CV. <laughs> he played for a team called the Jewish Guild. He also <laughs> played, he played for Los Angeles Aztecs, Fort Lauderdale Strikers. He came back and played for Hibbs. And then he went to a team called CB and Hong, CB. Kong, Ra- Hong Kong Rangers. I mean, this badge is literally a Rangers badge.
1: Where's <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, do you know what the best thing about that badge is? The bit at the bottom of the ranger badge it says like whatever the fuck it is, it's in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I would like someone to translate that. What's the oh, bottom right. of the Rangers badge say? I can't oh, let right. really know because I didn't want to spell fast and I could chat that. Ready? I wonder is that like Hong Kong Chinese for ready? It must be.
0: Um I'll i walk up I'll walk up in Google translate here quickly.
1: But it could be Mandarin or it could be Cantonese. I don't know
0: where. I don't know. Oh, wow, we can go translate. Um, I, can't, I can't say it again, but, we're getting of, but um, we'll get back to yep. Chelsea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a dark hole. It was a dark, dark hole. We're going to do that. Oh, fantastic. And now I can see Stephen Fisher's ugly face in front of me. <laughs> uh...
0: But that's another story. It's another story for another day. Uh but going back to our Arsenal Chelsea, so the last thing we really need to do is uh make our cup team of this combined two.
1: Jesus, yeah. That's we've done.
0: Um so goalkeeper, you had Chesney, I had Kicchini. I want to go for Chesney just because of the story you told.
1: I feel like we should have Ed the goy in there, but because it's supposed to make a
0: thing, yeah, Chesney. I don't stick Chesney in there. But at the same time, if we'll put out the whole and then he does turn out to be a bit of a nonce.
1: <laughs> We're going to look worse because we picked two picked 2.55 two weeks in a row.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say go, go for Chesney and Nets. Yeah. And then at right back, I had Petrescu.
1: Um, my right back was Abouye. I think either or works out there. Uh, um, maybe Petrescu because he was five foot seven.
0: Yeah, so I, I go for Petrescu Yeah, and then um, centre backs I had Frank Leboeuf and Carvalho.
1: Yeah, so I had Campbell or Murder but see that guy Steve Morrow. He could also play centre half. I just put him out in the right because he played there sometimes.
0: But that's a cult status, not what you told me there for um, that. So I think for Bobby Arrow's story as well, he needs to go in. Oh. Without doubt. So I would say go for um if you wanted to pick because cool. I've got two Chelsea fullbacks there. So if you wanted to pick the who you wanted at center back for Arsenal.
1: God, I'm trying to think here. Who would have put in there? So Campbell for the scummiest move of all time. Without okay.
0: doubt. 100 percent So it's Campbell more Bobby Arrow and Petrescu. Um and then in the midfield, now I know we had a little bit different numbers, but my midfield was Gus, Poyer, Di Matteo, Jeremy and Zendale.
1: And then I had three in the middle. So I had Zeki Silva
0: and Flamini. I would say Di Matteo and Gerberto Silva in centre mid because that would be deadly if that was a real thing. Yep. And then... I would say go for Rusevki, and set and Poye. I would even.
1: It's tough, mate. Yeah, it could be Rusevki and Poye. It could be Zenda and Poye. God, it could be Jeremy on the left or the right.
0: Yeah, this one really
1: hard. I'm not it sure. sure. About then three or the four or will the four four two? Should we always go for just.
0: Yeah, we'll go for four four two. Yeah.
1: Hmm. God, I have no idea. Could you drop Good Johnson in and put him on the left? It could do that, yeah. So you got a Poi on the right, Good on the left, and in the midfield of Di Matteo and Silva. Yeah, it's a pretty fucking decent midfield.
0: Very, very good midfield. Um, and then up front, Winston fucking Bogard.
1: Uh, I had Podolsky and Wardow and R. Shavin.
0: God. Podolsky and Jimmy Floyd?
1: Oh, who do you have up
0: there as well? I had Good Johnson, but we'll put Good
1: Johnson. Out there I can't tell you, who Podolski and Jimmy Floyd. Or do we put R. Shavin? I think R. Shavin probably got more of a cult status than Podolsky, do you think? Or am I just making that up?
0: No, I'm just thinking. I would agree with that because you've got the the four at the cup, or you know at the cop and things like that. So I'd say yeah, that was incredible.
1: So that leaves us with and Nets. We had Babiaro, Petrescu, Morrow, and Soul. Yep. Gus Poye, Silva. Um. The Matteo. Matteo. And then, in a we have Hasselbank and Arshavin. Here, what a team. <laughs> I think it's the best team we've picked so far. I think it is. So, from this one, Steve, so from our overall team that we're picking, so we have, I'm thinking about the one last week that the deck pick picked for Gary Speed. I think we should probably move Gary speed at the left mid. I agree. So we had Gary Speed in left mid. We had Anderson. We had Oiberg. Glover, Glover. I, I will never get his Good name. Again, but... Glover. <laughs> so out of the eleven that we've picked here, who would
0: make our team as the biggest cult hero? I'm stuck between two here. Three. I'm stuck between three. Um, Good Johnson, Di Matteo, and Petrescu. Um, See,
1: I was I was thinking more. Are you thinking for your team of the overall eleven?
0: The overall eleven, because I'm just trying to think, you know, about the culture of stars with Chelsea as well, and all three of them I'm really set the bill.
1: I was going down the route of Babiaro
0: or Morrow. I said, "Yeah, do you want to go with them Tudor Then no, I, th- oh, I think we we'll just pick one of them.
1: I say maybe, oh, okay. but I don't know who we'll go for. We need a left-back and a right-back. Oh, I'm very stuck.
0: I think the moral story of him, one goal for the club, won them the League Cup, and he broke his arm in the celebration, <laughs> I think you have to go with him.
1: It's quite, I, I'm actually so stuck with him and Bobby the because the leg ricks are also amazing. I know. Let's see, do I have a coin? I have no idea who to go for uh, I don't
0: even have a coin on me. I've got my... Co- I've got my- oh. I'll, do, I'll do one on my phone here, but coin.
1: So we right, heads, heads, Bobby Arrow, tails, Morrow, Bobby Arrow right. left back, Morrow right back.
0: So it's flipping and it's giving me tails. Bobby Arrow it is. Bobby Arrow, uh, where do you want to put him left back? Or...
1: Yeah, keep a left by mean, because then it looks I suppose again he was a decent player for them, but the cult hero breaking his egg. And he's probably again a better player than Morrow was because of his longevity and stuff. And if we're looking at a kinda of, a good Cup eleven, Yeah. the ones in competitive too, because we're gonna be a new team. Yeah. We're gonna make a real cult team. Absolutely. And we're gonna call them the fucking cults. We'll call them the Las Vegas
0: fights. <laughs>
1: ah. <laughs> Las Vegas fucking shades.
0: The team. <laughs> so, the so team. far so far we've got Lober and Bobby Arwitz in the defense I've got Gary Speed and, and Anderson and the
1: we do indeed coming along rightly sounds like the worst team of all <laughs> I
0: don't have all the players so bad because even I know he isn't a cult hero but you know Decky even had like Svalon Shearer in his team <laughs> yeah but I think we shared with Decky <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely once again thanks um, for coming on last week um, yeah it was good it was, some plans was. for next
1: week then so hopefully we can get young Leo involved for his Liverpool team because it's going to be good to hear from somebody because Leo's quite young he's never seen Liverpool won the league before so it'll be good to hear from him and stuff um, but if not we will potentially work towards our European stuff um, yeah. with the European competitions coming back but anyway we'll, we'll have something for next week anyway
0: after Total Cup special God it would take so much reading to do that <laughs> so much it would, it would. Um, but yeah so we'll get that sorted um, and we'll have uh, either Liverpool or European next week uh, but until then uh, Reich once again thank you for joining me no
1: worries mate take it easy
0: yeah absolutely and always remember it's sometimes it's okay to join a cult and goodbye for now